0: this is The Recovery Journey and we are back. I've taken a little bit of time, mainly that's just because I got married in August and it has been such a wonderful journey and in, in transition, um, but it is very busy and it is a whole new world to learn and so um, that is kind of where a lot of my attention has gone. I've also just been able to engage more in the world being in recovery and um, so I've been just really busy. But today we have a very special guest, she's very special to me, she's one of my very closest friends. Her name is Ashley. Um, We actually met a year ago, um, not today, but um, a year ago around this time and um, we met in treatment and she has just really been there to challenge me and, and I think we have very similar goals and so we've really wanted to challenge each other and just um, be there for each other and encourage each other in recovery. And um, it's been very, uh, just a very sweet year and a very sweet season. Um, so I hope that you guys love her as much as I do because she's amazing, and I'm sure you guys will. I have no doubt. Um, today, we do want to talk about what it means to protect your recovery and the importance of that, and also the way that Christ has impacted our recoveries. Um, so I am so excited to be back with you guys. Um, we are back full time. Um, so I am so excited to take this journey with you guys. So guys, this is my friend Ashley. Ashley, why don't you go ahead and give us a background of your story and tell the world of why you're so amazing.
1: Okay. Um, so I'm Ashley. I am 33. Um, I live here in St. Louis near Maria. Um, so a little bit about my background. Um, I grew up in a pretty abusive home growing up. Um, A lot of trauma over the course of my life, um, in and out of foster care for most of my childhood. Um, And I developed my eating disorder very young um, kind of as a way to cope with what was going on in my home with the physical abuse, the emotional abuse, um, the sexual abuse that I had endured. So I kind of developed my eating disorder as a way to cope with, numb out of, um, all of the really terrible things that were happening. Um, and of course it, you know, morphed over the years to meet whatever needs needed to be met up through college, um, to handle kind of the things that I had left not dealt with. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So, that, I mean, we've, we know, um, I mean, just from research and then also just from you and I being in treatment and just from meeting a whole bunch of people that um, oftentimes there's so much more deeper going on than just the eating disorder. Oftentimes there is trauma history or there is um, just emotional, um, there's some kind of attachment injury, there's some kind of, um, usually there's, there's something more going on and the eating disorder comes in to um, fill that need that's being missed. Um, so thank you for sharing that that part of your life with us and, um, being willing to open up a little bit on here. Um, I know we are both very into protecting our recovery and, um, so I kind of, I guess I just want to talk a little bit about like when we met and like where we were, um, and then, uh, kind of go into, I guess, why we're, it's so important for us right now and like our relationship right now and to protect our recovery and what that looks like on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: So a year ago I was in treatment and Ashley was also in treatment. We were in treatment together. Um, actually, if you want to know a funny story (laughs) and we laugh about this because we're really close now, so it doesn't, it's kind of the past, but whatever. So my first day back, I was really frustrated with being back because I hated that I relapsed. Um, I really, um, I, I just felt a lot of shame and guilt for being back in treatment and, um, there was a therapist who was kind of my very first day, what she was doing my intro, like not my intro, but like my paperwork to get me back in the system of the IOP level. And, um, I was just going for like a short stay, what I thought. And, um, cause that's what everyone thinks when they enter treatment. Um, and yeah. Um, and this therapist was like talking to me and I was crying and I was like, I don't want to be back. And she was like, it's okay. Like, Relapses happen. You had a very specific trigger. It makes sense why you're back. And so Ashley had kind of overheard that um, conversation, and she came in the room that I was sitting in later, just waiting for the group to start. And she tried to introduce herself, and I was like, "I've been here before. I don't need any help." I was so rude to her. Anyway, so that's that's my life story. Um, that is how our friendship started. And she was, like, okay, and just, like, went and sat down. (laughs) And um, But now she's, like, one of my best friends, and I love her to death. And, yeah, it's just so um, good treatment stories. I have a lot of those. Um, Yeah, but I guess we'll move on. So um, (laughs) uh, protecting our recovery. And so we met last last year, and we both had a lot of things um, going on. Um neither of us were married at that point we are both now married to our men who we both adore um and they actually like each other so it's been kind of a fun little ride i guess journey yeah, um yeah it's been amazing yeah it's been really cool to journey with you in that um so i guess for me last year um i really got serious about my recovery and really realized that behaviors were no longer serving what i um thought what I originally needed them to and they were no longer, um, they weren't protecting me like I had needed them in the past. And, um, so now I decided like I had really wanted to be done with the eating disorder. And, um, so I guess now like there are things in my everyday life that I have to choose to do and like, it's not always easy and it's not always easy decisions, but, um, it's so, so important. Um, yeah. So Ashley, what are your thoughts on protecting your recovery and
1: yeah, Just where you were so, last year. Yeah, I mean, last year was a really incredibly rough year for me. Um like Maria said, we met. Um we were not married to our current husbands. I was actually in the middle of a pretty in the middle of a divorce. Um and I think when I had come back to treatment, um I think similarly, I had just decided that kind of the ways in which I had been coping with using the eating disorder, with using running, um, they just weren't really serving me anymore. And I wanted so much more for my life. And yeah. I had tried the eating disorder thing. Um, and I don't say that lightly because it, it's it worked. not like it was just a phase. It was, right. a, it's something, it was something that worked. It helped me. It helped me survive and get through what I'd gone through. But it was just no longer serving Me in the way that I needed it to anymore. And Mm -hmm. it was threatening my life. Um, My health was in a really critical place and I needed to make a decision about whether I was going to choose this eating disorder or I was going to choose to live and try something different. Um, Yes. And so that's kind of where I was when I met you was this like, I know the eating disorder is no longer serving me. I don't really know what I what life is going to look like in a year from now but I know that this it can't be it can't what be. it looks like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think I was be dealing with some pretty serious um just like health complications from what I was doing and and I knew yeah. that I wasn't going to last forever if I kept living in this um cycle of treatment and being sick and just I think I was just getting to a place where I was just done like I just and not that um it's that easy it was not I mean it took a lot of um time and treatment. And there are still days where it is tempting to, um, to go back, you know, and like, there's still, I mean, if this is really hard, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess for me, like it, I don't want to make it sound like it's some easy, like, Oh, like just choose to be in recovery because that's, it's not as easy as that, but you do get to a point where you realize like, is this how I want the rest of my life to be? Do I want the rest of my life to be controlled by food and body image and exercise and um, diet pills and lax? Whatever your drug of choice is in the eating disorder world, like is that really how you want to live the rest of your life? And for me and for Ashley, I think we both got to the place of like, no, like this can't continue. Not only are we destroying our bodies, we're destroying our minds, we're destroying our lives around us, and like neither of us wanted that anymore.
1: Yeah, I think. the the saying of people always saying, like, I think I got sick of being sick. It became like, I no longer wanted to be sick. And so I needed to choose to do something different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite, um, I, I'm, I'm working on writing a book actually currently. And, um, the title of it is going to be secrets make you sick. And, um, and then the sequel secrets make you sick. Um, but that's true. Like for me, like when I am like trying to be secretive or whatever with behaviors like that is not like it's that's usually when I'm not doing well and so I think I just got to a place where it's like I'm tired of like trying to keep up this whole like I just needed to just be able to have a place to be broken and and work through the all the brokenness and not have to like stay safe or stay whatever with my eating disorder um so it's a long journey it's a lot but I agree like I was sick of being sick I wanted to like live my life outside of treatment. Um, so yeah. So, um, so I guess now like it's, I guess it's been almost, well, for me, it's, I've been out of treatment for 10 months. Um, so it's been almost a year and this is like the strongest my recovery has ever been specifically after such a long like time outside of treatment. Um, so it's been pretty exciting, but I've been really trying to think of like, how did we get here? And like, what, what was different? Um, And like, what do I need to keep doing to stay in this place? And I think Ashley and I both have felt like the protection of our recovery and what that has looked like, um, is so vital in recovery. I think so oftentimes we think like, oh, I'm just going to get in recovery. And then like, I can go live my life and, um, I can get married and I can like, whatever your dreams are. And like, it's just going to be easy. And like so many people in recovery find out very quickly that that's not how it works. And you have to be like very proactive for your recovery. Um, and one thing that Ashley and I say often is like our recovery comes first after God, like, because if not everything else comes second to our eating disorder. And so it's so, so important to make sure that, um, I'm doing everything possible, um, to make sure everything else can have a place and can be important in my life and make make sure other things can be a priority. Um, And so, you know, like sometimes that means hard conversations with my husband. Sometimes that means hard conversations with friends. Sometimes it means boundaries. Sometimes it means, um, you know, like eating the meal even when urges are high. Sometimes it means um, reaching out to people. Sometimes it means an extra therapy session. Sometimes it means a longer dietitian session um, it's doing whatever and being willing to do whatever, um, no matter the cost to make sure that recovery, um, can flourish.
1: Yeah. I think that's like the, that's the thing is like you, I think we have both worked really hard to do whatever it takes in that moment to make the right decision to protect our recovery. Like you said, like whether it's spending the extra money to have an extra therapy session or having a hard conversation with a friend or asking for support when the last thing you really want to do is talk to someone, you have to, we've both like chosen to do the really hard things to make sure mm-hmm. that our recovery comes first mm-hmm. only to, you know, after God.
0: Yeah. Um, I think too, I think that leads to the section of like, how God has impacted our recovery. And, um, I know for me, um, I want to be really cautious in the way that I say this, because there's a large part of the Christian world that thinks if you were a better Christian, you wouldn't have depression. Or if you were a better Christian, urges wouldn't be high or, Oh, urges are high. Have you prayed yet? Um, have you prayed about it? And, um, that has been some of the most hurtful, I think, uh, questions or statements that have ever been said to me. And I think, Um, Not that God can't or won't help in those situations, um, not that it doesn't help, but I think you can still have depression even if your relationship with Christ is is going really well and and it's strong. Um, And so um, when I say that, like, I've noticed that when my relationship with Christ is doing well, that's typically also when my recovery is doing well. They run pretty parallel to each other. However, correlation does not mean causation. And I think, um, do they impact each other? Absolutely, 100%. Um, there's hope in Christ that otherwise there would be no hope on earth, in my opinion. Um, there have definitely been days where um, it's struggle to think of, like, why am I doing this? And then I remember that there's so much greater purpose. Um, they definitely do impact each other. But I am cautious to say, for those, especially those who are not believers, who have heard um, or who have been hurt and turned away from the church, um, I do want to be cautious in saying that, like, you know, if you had been a better Christian or if you had, cause I don't think that that's true. Um, I think that, um, I even just have recently listened to a sermon by Louis Giglio and he was talking about suicide actually. And, um, he was talking about how Jesus, when Jesus was tempted, he was fasting for 40 days and just like, thinking of where his brain was at that point and thinking of like how I felt when I was in the midst of the eating disorder and where your brain is. And like when you haven't properly for like nourished your body and just like how he must've felt in his head. And then he has Satan come and, and literally tempt him to jump off the building. Um, and just like how he was able to like rely on truth that he knew about Christ and, and well himself, but also like his father, God in heaven. And like being able to be like, I don't know. I just, that really like impacted, I guess, my, um, thought process on temptations and urges and, um, even just like hope and knowing that, um, he can relate to us in that way. And therefore if, if I can relate to him, if he can relate to me, like he knows what I'm going through and that, yeah, there's still hope and like, he hasn't left. Um, so Ashley, like, what do you think? Like,
1: um, Yeah. I mean, I think for me, my relationship with Christ has been so important in my recovery journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I agree with you on the piece of being very cautious because I, you know, I do think what you were saying is so true. There are so many misconceptions about, oh, if you would have been a better Christian or prayed more, you wouldn't have endured these things. And, um, we don't want to get into that. Like you know, I think Mm-mm. for me, I've really looked at the things that I've endured in my life and um, how important my faith has been in my recovery mm-hmm. to overcome those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that God was with me and all of those things and all of those things mm-hmm. have um, made me the person I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think without my relationship and my hope in Christ, I you know, I've tried, I tried to do recovery without Christ. I, th- mm-hmm. I, I gave up for a while and I was like, you know what? He, he's not here with me. Mm-hmm. I can't rely on him. And, you know, it didn't work. And I think this time around when I went back to treatment, I was like, you know, this is I, like lean back into my faith, like a hundred percent and like put my trust, um, who has really been with me all along. Um in everything that I've endured, he's the one person, the one consistent, one Mm -hmm. constant thing. Um, And I think that that has been um, one of the things that's made my recovery so sustainable this time around. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm with you in saying like, this is the longest I've stayed out of treatment and not only the longest I've stayed out of treatment, but the longest I've stayed out of treatment and been in a really good place. Yeah. Been well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Same. Yeah. And just like have not even like needed the treatment or, um, yeah, and I agree. Like, I think that it totally is him that has helped sustain, um, the recovery. And I just, um, I'm trying to think of, there was, I remember there was one time when I just like was really hopeless and thinking like, you know, like, I don't think that God gives like wants us to be in pain. I don't think that that was ever his intention. I don't think he's ever like, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to have this happen to make this person who they are. However, I do think that he will use all of that. And I do think that there's purpose for the pain. And I do think that like, he doesn't just like let the tears go to nothing. Like he redeems it and restores it. And, um, and so it's been really beautiful. And I think one of the things I've noticed even too, is that when I have been broken and when I have, you know, been in res and, I don't know anybody and you you're stripped of basically all of your unhealthy coping skills and you're there alone. Like he is the one thing that was, that was there and was constant. And, um, he's the one thing that, you know, that like, no matter how far you've run, like he's there and, um, I don't know. So I guess just for me, like I've gotten that much closer to him, like when everything is stripped, like it's just a different kind of closeness, I guess. And, um, so I remember being in that low spot and being thinking like, I love like how close we are and like how it's so easy to praise him because he's here in the, in the brokenness. And I want to continue to praise him like even when I'm doing well. And so I think just like being, just like having that to remember and, and, um, just those memories of being feeling honestly, like I had nothing but him. And, um, that was enough to carry me through. That was enough to keep me fighting and to get the help I needed. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know.
1: I think that what you're saying goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the things that we do to protect our recovery, because now we're Mm -hmm. both in a really good place and you know what? Like we still rely on our faith. We rely on our church community. Mm-hmm. We rely on Christ. Maybe even more now that we're in a mm-hmm. good place because mm-hmm. he was the one that sustained us through all of it. And so it's like we still rely and use that. Like I know for me like being a part of my church community and going to church and being in relationship with other fellow Christians is such an important part of my recovery now. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. And just being what, even just like our friendship um, has really encouraged, I think, my walk and just like seeing, um, I don't know, just both of us, the growth. And it's just been a really cool journey to walk with a few. And so I think, I I agree. Like, I think it's part of how we protect our, our recovery. Like when I, you know, am not going to church or whatever, like I feel distant from Christ and, or not even just going to church, but like, if I'm not like worshiping in my car and like doing all the things I normally do in my relationship with Christ, um, I can tell like a difference in my day. And, um, yeah. So I just think it's like one of the things that, um, I do not, not like a checkoff list. Um, but it is important to keep that relationship with Christ and to continue to rely on him. But you said something about like, we rely on him more and I agree with that. I think, um, there a lot of stages in recovery um, and the eating disorder are incredibly difficult, and every stage you're in, you think it's the the most difficult. Um, I remember going into treatment thinking like, oh, this is like the most difficult part because you're like losing behaviors and you're like trying to comply with the treatment whatever request or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call them, regulations, rules, whatever. And then you get out and you're like, oh man, I'm brand new. And like, I just got out of treatment. And like, this is the hardest part because like transition. And then you get like to where we are and we're like super aware of feelings and super aware of, um, just like recovery and what we need to do. But then there's urges. And then I, I just, I think that this has like been such a hard season of like, really, you've got to want it when you get to this place. And Um, You've got to be, like, fighting, and it's an everyday thing. And I think it's so scary to think, like, you know, like, relapses are part of recovery. And um, so I think I do rely on Christ a lot right now, even though things are going well. Um, So I liked what you said with that. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Cool. Well, (laughs) I got to take a drink real quick because my throat was, like, killing me. (laughs) um yeah so i think just i guess the main point is like christ has definitely impacts our recovery and um it makes me really sad when people say like um that they've been hurt by the church or um they feel like god's like not there um because i i remember feeling that like that in some aspects and i remember feeling really alone and um When you're in that spot, it is really difficult to, um, want to come back, um, and try to have a relationship with Christ. Um, but it's so sweet and it's like, I, I just wish that everybody would give it a chance. Like everybody would just, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I like, don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I feel similarly. I mean. I feel very sad when people, you know, we've had lots of people in our lives, I think, talk about how the church hasn't shown up for them or how Mm -hmm. they feel like God has abandoned them or whatever it is. And it does make me feel so sad because, you know, I look back at my life and the horrific things I went through and how, you know, I think for me, the, the one thing that I, for the most part, always felt consistent about was even in the worst parts of my trauma, like I, I just knew that God was there um, and that although I didn't think that he was doing any of those things to me, like, I have learned mm-hmm. to, like, use those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes me so incredibly sad because I, I know that the God that I love and worship is with everyone. Yeah. And so. Yeah, and
0: he loves them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he loves them no matter what. So, it, you know, I'm with you and feeling sad that people have been hurt um yeah by the church and
0: yeah I think there's a couple things you said that sparked I have like two things to say I think first thing is um church is not perfect people in the church are not perfect we're all humans and we're all Mm -hmm. sinners and um I think the world likes to look at the church and say like oh well you guys are supposed to be perfect and yep that is just not um true we're still human and we still make mistakes and we still relapse and we do everything else every other human does um and so when the church does hurt us, and I can only speak to this because I have been injured by church and I have had people that have really hurt, um, just even sometimes even my faith. And so, um, just really remembering and trying to remember that they are human and they are sinners and they, we all fall short before God and, and like they we're going to be hurt on earth. Like nobody is perfect. Um, and yeah we have to remember like that is why we like need God and like our dependence is on God. Um, and sometimes like the struggle, like it helps us to remind us like why we need God, like why, why I am dependent and why I can't do this life on my own. Um, and then the other thing that you said was something about, dang it, I'm not going to remember so many thoughts. Um, (laughs) I don't remember. If I remember later, I'll I'll come back and say a little snippet, but it's gone for now. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. Again, just a human <laughs> with a human brain that forgets things. Uh, so, um,
1: yeah, Ashley, do you have anything else you want to talk about or say? Um, not particularly. I mean, I think that in, like, reflecting on our relationship, I think, I feel so incredibly grateful that you know that Christ placed us in each other's lives at the time that he placed us in our lives and mm-hmm. you know i I look back over the last year and all the things that were going on and you know i it was a it was a rough season mm-hmm. i think um as much good that happened in that season too mm-hmm. um, there were a lot there was a lot of rough and i you know i think i Thank God often for my relationships yeah. um, that I've developed over this last year and especially my relationship with you and yeah. the way that we've been able to really challenge each other and push each other and, you know, have really hard conversations about our faith and our recovery and marriage push each other. <laughs> and marriage and, you know, how we've been able to disagree with each other and still mm-hmm. like be good friends. You know, we've yeah. had hard conversations and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're still, I love um, you like nothing else. Yeah. 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 It's been
0: really cool. Um, I agree. Like I am incredibly thankful for just the role that you've played in my life. And, and I would say to the people that are listening, like find those friends, like that is part of protecting your recovery find those friends that will push you and will challenge you and will speak up and will notice when you're struggling and, and speak to that and call you out. And, um, it's not easy conversations, but they are beyond worth it because they help keep you and protect your recovery. Um, so I agree, Ashley. I think um, the timing of it had to be divine intervention. Um, I think this past year um, we have walked through a lot and a lot of things that French don't walk through ever. And so um, it's been hard, but also really encouraging and cool and can only wait for the next few years. So yes. I guess we will wrap up this episode. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited to be back. And um, maybe we'll bring Ashley back if she's willing. Thanks. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye.